It's mid-June and we're just a few weeks away from the Tokyo Olympic Games and Paralympic Games. And today we're going to talk to a true American hero. That person I'm talking about is none other than Melissa Stockwell. She's a three-time gold medal winner in the World Triathlon Series, and she also won a bronze medal in the Olympics in 2016 in Rio. What you may or may also not know about Melissa Stockwell is that she's a decorated veteran. Shortly after the 9-11 attacks on America, Melissa Stockwell joined the U.S. Army and later lost her left leg in combat in Iraq. Today on episode 15 of Andy Fry's Sports Podcast, you'll hear an interview that I did with Melissa Stockwell right before Memorial Day weekend. Hello, Melissa. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. How many miles did you run or how much weight did you lift today? Uh, we, we swam an hour, then I just biked for an hour and a half. So that, that, that is my day today. It was a blow-off day for you, basically. <laughs> cool. Well, tell me what you're doing with um, the efforts ahead of the Olympics and Paralympics. I know you've teamed, with, teamed up with Nabisco and some other uh, different entities, but kind of talk about the main thing that you're working on right now that's not involving running and swimming and lifting weights and all that fun stuff. Just as exciting. So yeah. I'm teaming up with uh, Nabisco, the official cookie and cracker sponsor of Team USA. They have Oreo cookies, Chips Ahoy cookies, Ritz crackers, Belveda. I mean, delicious um, products all around. And there's a um, snack together and win together uh, campaign that I'm really excited to be a part of. And, you know, I think everyone loves snacks. Who doesn't love snacks? I know I do. So snacks bring people together and so does sports. I mean, sports bring people together. It's going to bring the world together in Tokyo at the Olympic and Paralympic Games and snacks bring people together. So as much as I'm going to be out there competing um, in Tokyo, my family and friends are going to be back here, you know, with their Chips Ahoy cookies or Oreo cookies um, that have the red, white, and blue and Team USA on them sitting on the table, just um, hopefully cheering on Team USA. So it's a great partnership that I'm really proud to be a part of. Good deal. Well, so uh, I'm kind of curious. I've asked a couple athletes about this. I've, I've asked baseball players and golfers and different things about their diet. Um, you know, we, we kind of, those, those of us who aren't professional or uh, competitive athletes kind of assume you're on your best behavior um, or you're doing things that, you know, regular people like us wouldn't do. But like when you're gearing up for your competition and you're in the middle of it, you know, what kind of things are you consuming or not consuming? Like uh, I assume obviously there's going to be a lot of water, a lot of protein, but you know, like what are the things that you, consume to kind of keep your energy up and keep your flow going and what are the little things that you are allowed to have to kind of keep yourself sane you know as as a moral human being too right I, I honestly I think everything in moderation I think all athletes we know kind of the protein the carbs what we need before hard workout after a race to keep our body fueled or able to recover but I and I know I'm not alone in this. I have very much a, a sweet tooth. I don't go and one night without dessert. And my go-to dessert are the Oreo cookies. I mean, who doesn't love kind of twisting the Oreo off and eating the filling first or biting into the cookies? So it's it's all in moderation. I mean, I do I want to go eat the whole pack of Oreo cookies? Yes, but do I? No. So it's all about. Um, I mean, it's really all about moderation and just every person is different. You really find what works for you. And I found that, um, that, that really works for me. Well, like what are the things that you are, I mean, I guess there's gotta be some sort of meal playing. So when you're, you're in Tokyo, you're not just winging it. Like, what are you, what kind of things are you having for dinner and lunch and breakfast? And cause I, I think about like when, 
when the big interview happened with Shaquille O'Neal and Barbara Walters, and he basically said, like, I have this for breakfast. I think it was like an eggs and orange juice, and he was allowed to have something for, for lunch that was pretty well set, and then whatever he wanted for dinner, which is usually like, you know, tacos and pizza and fun stuff. So, I mean, what are the nuts and bolts of what you eat? I'm just curious, like, you know, obviously you're not winging it. So, yeah, I mean, I think when you travel, I mean, we just got, we, sometimes when you travel, you're kind of a, a whim of whatever they have there. But I, the, the snacks I typically would always, you know, bring along are, um, so in the morning, I, you know, eggs, you know, toast, Velveeta cracker. They have these like um, morning crackers that um, they have cinnamon sugar. I, anyways, I, those are some of my favorite go-tos in the morning, something to kind of sustain you for a few hours. Um, for lunch, there's typically, if I had it my way, I would have some sort of salad with some chicken with some protein on it and maybe, you know, some, some bread on the side and then dinner, you know, whether it's some sort of protein and carb rice with, um, a vegetable and some protein or um, carbohydrates, some pasta, a few nights leading into the race. So it, it's very, very variable, I think, on where you're at, but that's kind of the general idea. Now, as a triathlete, you know, you're, you're in one of the more intense types of competitions on that. Maybe, maybe table tennis is just as intense as what you're doing. I don't think so. Not, nothing against table tennis players, but um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of strength, a lot of stamina in what you do. And I guess that there would probably be a, you know, a definite, definitely an important mental aspect of it. So kind of walk me through your mentality. And as a second piece of it, I want to know kind of what you say to your, how you talk to yourself, um, what you're doing inside your head when you're just having a really tough time on the bike, when you're cramping, when you're more tired than you expected to be in the middle of competition. Like, tell me about those two parts of, uh, your, your repertoire? The mental game is a huge part of it. I mean, if I got to the race, if I got to the start of a race and didn't believe I could go win it or didn't believe that I could, didn't trust my training, well then might as well not even race. You have to trust your training. You have to believe in yourself. And I think, you know, you put the work in every day and it's not always, I mean, we have a set training schedule. I have set workouts that I do with my coach and with my team. And is every workout a good one? No, but that comes with being an athlete you learn how to do a workout if it's a bad workout you have to learn to brush it off knowing that one workout doesn't doesn't make who you are as an athlete I'm fortunate enough to have you know an amazing family back home I have two young kids and they very easily take my mind off of a bad workout but when mm -hmm. you get to that starting line I mean I wouldn't do what I do if I didn't love it so you know, remembering that I am there because I truly love the sport I love the competitiveness of it I love swimming biking and running so keeping that smile on my face because I truly love it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, having that competitiveness come out, believing all the work that I've done in the past is going to pay off and just really trusting the process. I mean, you have to, I mean, you can't go into a race saying, well, what if I would have done that? You just have to believe that what you've done is going to be good enough. Good deal. Well, I've gotten to talk to uh, Katie Ledecky twice in the last two months. She actually mentioned you, I think the first time we talked. Uh, one thing I thought that was interested, interesting about her is that, you know, she's won everything and she's got this super positive attitude and she's a lot younger than, than we are, but you know, she talks about what she does in practice. Her, she, her coach, as she said, coaches her to fail spectacularly in practice, basically like as for as much as she can push herself, she's pushing herself basically to the breaking point every time she uh, practices. And I, I would imagine that you probably have a similar aspect because you really have to train for the different parts of your, you know, when you go live in the Olympics. So you know, what do you, what do you do? Are you working on, um, 
speed or you know what kind of things do you push yourself to the breaking point on that we may not know about you know as uh people just watch you on tv i think both you know you have so in triathlon it's a, so it's a sprint distance triathlon it's a half mile swim a 13 mile bike and a three a 3.1 mile run a 5k run so mm-hmm. you have that it's long enough where you need that endurance aspect but it's also a sprint distance i mean everything is as fast as you can go you're not i can't leisurely run three miles or i'm not going to win the race mm-hmm. so it's kind of working on that speed as well so my favorite workouts are on the treadmill when my coach gives me these times and these numbers that i think oh there's no way i can hit those numbers and um but i i try and then i i do and I think pushing yourself to that extreme of coming off that treadmill, you know, drenched in sweat, everything's sore, everything hurts, but you think and you're like, holy cow, I, I did that. And it's because somebody believed in me and believed that I could. And, oh, well, maybe I should believe next time that I can actually get out there and do it because I just did it. So I yeah. think, you know, those are the times that you have these breakthrough workouts and you realize that you're capable of so much more than you, than you think you are. And that's, you know, trusting that and putting it all out there, I think is, you know, part of what makes a true athlete, a good athlete. Good deal. So last question, I think if I remember right, I spoke to you the summer before, I want to say that we, we first talked, if I don't remember, but we, we talked on the phone, I think of the summer 19, obviously yeah. since then COVID ha- happened. So, you know, was, was COVID, obviously everybody had to shelter at home for a little while and get used to just the world, a different place, but given you do what you do, was, was it, any different? Was it like a great time for you to kind of focus on your training, given that you couldn't do anything else? I know you got two small kids and so on, but you know, was it how much more difficult or easy was it to train for the Olympics first that the Olympics didn't happen as planned and it got pushed off, but also the world changed and everybody had to social distance and kind of do a lot of things on their own. You know, how, how did that change or better or worsen your, your practice regimen? So the, the intensity definitely got scaled back. I mean, we were prepping to be as fast as we could in August of 2020, and suddenly everything's postponed a year. So we kind of took a step back. And for, you know, a few months, it was get the work in however you can. I had my home gym set up. It was nice out. I could bike and run outside. I had more workouts running along my son as he biked, which is something I wouldn't normally get to do. And it kind of, you know, it gave me this more like laid back attitude of, you know what, we can't, we can't, you have to control what you can control. I couldn't control that the Paralympics were postponed. I couldn't control that the world had shut down. And um, I could only control the things that I knew how to control. And that was my training kind of kept me sane a lot of days. It was my only kind of reprieve from, you know, my, my, I love my children, but, you know, getting out there and biking and running was kind of my time to myself. I'm thankful that my husband was, you know, he's incredible and able to, you know, manage while I'm out, out training. So it, um, honestly, a year later, I'm faster than I've ever been. COVID was, as far as athletics goes, COVID did something. And whether it was kind of that realizing that family athlete life juggle and kind of putting them together, it, it all, for me, it worked. And it's, um, you know, I, I, I look back fondly at the time I spent with my kids, you know, biking and running and more time than I had with them. And it's, it's done well for me. Good deal. Well, thanks. I appreciate you taking time to talk to me and good luck in uh, Tokyo. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks.